are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. Hey, everybody, what is happening? It's your girl, Janan, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA, and other combat sports. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes, how they got started in the game and where they're now. So, hey, 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 everybody. What is happening? Just so happy to be here today as always. Hope you guys actually survived the weekend because we had, as you probably know, we had so many great combat sports events happening over this past weekend. Just like we mentioned before, we had two major boxing cards happening over this past weekend. We had HBO Boxing and we had Showtime Boxing. And of course, we had the UFC 222 card happening at the same time. So all of these things were happening at the same time. And I don't know how you guys managed to watch all of those events at the same time. Time. I mean, personally, uh, you know, on fight nights, I only managed to watch two of the of the fight cards at the same time. I watched the Showtime boxing and the UFC 222 uh, fight card at the same time. So what I did was I pretty much, uh, you know, opened up two tabs and I watched two pay-per-views at the same time. And honestly, let me tell you this. It was phenomenal. It was a brand new experience but it was a great experience but it was you know it kind of messed up your brain so you only had to focus on one one screen you could say at the time but overall it was just amazing it, it just felt like you know how sometimes you go to the wonderland and uh, you see ice cream and then somewhere else you see cotton candy and you just buy them both and then you're just so happy that you have them both because they're both so delicious so in this case this was pretty much the same thing because these are the two greatest uh, you know just fight cards of this year I feel like just overall for the year of 2018 these are probably the best fight cards so far so it would it just felt amazing to have them play on the screen at the same time and you're just watching pretty much history go down in both fields in both boxing and mma and then just like i said there was also hbo boxing and um, i did not watch the main fights of that hbo boxing card until the day after because i really needed to recover from all of the boxing and mma that i had watched on saturday nights so pretty much the night before it. So, but it was it was phenomenal, actually. It made me, it was actually a good thing in a way because, you know, you can actually put most of, you know, 100% of your focus on that uh, boxing card, on that HBO boxing card when you watch it the, the day after. And it was a really, really good one to watch. And actually today, I feel like it would be really unfair if we just, just, do TKO and we don't overview, don't do an overview of the fights that happened over this past weekend because just like I said, most of them were pretty historic and um, a lot of great things went down that I really, really want to talk about here on TKO today. 
What else? So, yeah, man, we actually have some um, juicy, juicy headlines to talk about as well. Uh, mostly boxing headlines that we want to talk about today. And what else, man? So, you know, we don't actually have any major fight cards happening this upcoming weekend. But in two weeks, uh, we're going to be having a UFC fight night in London. And uh, actually boxing, another major boxing card is coming up in about three weeks or so and we're definitely going to be talking about that just just giving a brief um, overview of that as well so actually without further ado before we get you know we we uh <laughs> we run out of time let's get started okay so uh what should we get started with so actually it'd be nice to talk about the headline that i want to talk about but before i actually talk about the major mm, major point of this headline um i should probably give you a brief background of this whole issue so okay we probably i know we talked about the fight the phenomenal fight the legendary fight between canelo alvarez and triple g gennady golovkin so as you guys probably know these two guys fought in september all the way in september and um you know if you if you remember everybody was talking about this fight because on one hand we have the obviously the world champion right now at, at the middleweight division in boxing who is um triple g and then on the other hand we have the uh up-and-coming talent canelo alvarez whose only loss in his entire professional boxing career has been to floyd money mayweather so let's not give him any grief for that okay so these two uh fought in september and it was actually a pretty controversial fight i mean personally i was rooting for gennady golovkin because i feel like he um, you know, he was really efficient in the way that he was boxing throughout the entire fight. It wasn't like for one round or for the beginning of the fight, he was taking it slow. And then towards the end, he started, um, you know, increasing the, the pace a little bit. No, he was fighting at the same pace from the very beginning of the fight. And he, so he was fighting at the same pace with the same power and speed. And um, pretty much he was throwing the same amount of volume, um, you know, in terms of strikes. So for that reason, I give him a lot of props. However, on the other hand, Canelo Alvarez, even though we know that he's a great boxer, but he, in my eyes, and you could probably argue that, Janon, you're a biased girl. You shouldn't be talking about Canelo Alvarez like this because he is probably one of the greatest boxers of our era. And I definitely do agree with you guys who are saying this right now. But listen, in that fight in September against Triple G, Canelo Alvarez, he was doing okay. He was doing enough, but he wasn't doing... Um, things in a historic manner he wasn't putting on a show he was doing just enough to win the fight through decision but it was so so close from the eyes of a fan from my own eyes i personally gave the entire fight to triple g because that's just the way i saw the entire fight go down however uh you guys probably remember this controversy from this uh, very fight 
uh, because one of the judges gave the fight to Canelo, which was totally unfair. And the entire combat sports community was talking about this decision. And the judge's name uh, was actually Adelaide Bird. Um, <laughs> let's not get into too much detail about her and, you know, what sort of things actually happened to her after this horrible decision that she made on uh, on that fight night uh, when she gave the fight to Canelo. So one judge gave the fight to Triple G, Adelaide Berg gave the fight to Canelo, and another judge, um, I think, declared it a draw. So the entire fight was just declared a draw. Okay, so <laughs> just like I said, even though a lot of people thought it was going to go Triple G's way, but no. The entire fight was just scored a draw. And now we have a reason for these two to have a rematch, obviously. Okay. And what other date is better than Cinco de Mayo to have this fight? Because Canelo is from Mexico originally. So it would be huge for for him and his uh, uh, fighting camp and his entire country, you know, to just back him up and to root for him pretty much in uh on the day of Cinco de Mayo. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just uh, everybody's talking about this fight until yesterday. I'm actually, okay, let me put this out there. I'm so glad that this um, news was actually revealed uh, right just before I came into the studio and I just look at the news at this headline and I just say, yes, I really, really want to talk about this in so much detail um, during uh, my episode in TKO because I feel like it's just really important to talk about. So guys, okay, here is the big news. So turns out Canelo has failed a drug test for his upcoming fights, his upcoming rematch against Triple G on uh, May 5th, he has failed a drug test. He has tested positive, actually, for a substance that is called clenbuterol, okay? And allegedly, this substance is usually found in um, in uh, beef products and in meat products in Mexico right now. And actually, this is not the first time that a fighter has... Um, uh, tested positive for the substance um, and also lives in Mexico. There's actually another boxer uh, who has t uh, tested positive for the same sub substance in the same manner. But okay, this substance actually is a um, anabolic steroid and uh, it's used for um, performance enhancing, um, uh, just for, you know, just enhancing your performance in a, uh, in a, um, uh, fight or in whatever athletic performance you want to you want to take part in and actually this substance is mainly used for cutting fat and to also build on to your stamina okay so this is what the substance is actually being used for and Canelo's camp is just like I said it's just um, blaming the whole meat argument that oh this um, there's contamination with the meats that are being uh, brought into Mexico or just being produced in Mexico and Canelo had uh, a sort of meat product and therefore that that is why Canelo has clenbuterol in his system but the thing is you know this is what makes it so much more fishy the thing is right after this news was declared and there was an actual statement uh, by um, Golden Boy Promotions who stands, uh, you know, who supports Canelo and um, Canelo is a fighter of theirs. 
you know, it's just a whole organization that uh, promotes Canelo's fights and just um, promotes the fights of uh, whatever fighter they are supporting. So Golden Boy Promotions put out a statement. And then right after, shortly after this news was declared, the camp, Canelo's camp actually released a video, which was just so ridiculous. Here's why it was so ridiculous, because it, sh- it just showed Canelo in the in the gym just training but it showed him doing um all the isometric isometric trainings that you can possibly think of so in this in this video which was just so ridiculous canelo was doing pilates he was doing bicep curls with only 10 pound dumbbells and um, he was just playing uh doing normal push-ups on the ground and just like i said he was doing pilates and uh, yoga and things like that so listen I feel like by releasing that video, they're just trying to say that they're innocent and that if Canelo had uh, taken the substance on purpose to, you know, get stronger and build muscle mass and not lose fat when he's trying to cut weight and, you know, maintain his muscle mass and even build more muscle mass, then instead what he would have done is he would have done like extremely heavy deadlifts or just um, done powerlifting and weightlifting things like that that's you know that's usually the the stereotype I guess you could say uh, that comes to mind when you think about anabolic uh, anabolic steroids and performance enhancing substances so when you take them you ultimately want to do those things in order to prepare for whatever match or fight you have coming up in your career and in this case what canelo's camp did was they were just doing the exact opposite thing so um they were just showing that canelo oh he's just doing the uh, natural things and he's just uh, going with the traditional training methods and whatnot so okay that's just what makes it a bit fishy because why would you actually do that why don't you first of all release that video uh, you know earlier uh, when you know when you know that Canelo is pretty much innocent, like, are you are you releasing this video to prove Canelo's innocence? That is what I'm trying to get at. So for that reason, that video just looked really, really ridiculous. And it's just, you know, even though Canelo's team is trying to claim something, but some of the other things that are out there um, say the opposite. So for that reason... First of all, I don't want to give my judgment on this because I feel like it's it's not really fair and, you know, innocent until proven guilty, you know. So we can't really say anything for sure for now because the news was just announced yesterday and it was just announced. So we, we don't really have a lot of knowledge about it. But just like I said before, um, I will definitely keep you guys updated on this process and what would what this would actually mean. Um, for the fight so is the fight still gonna go on and is the fight um, still gonna happen even though we know Canelo has tested positive for the substance well I would definitely keep you guys updated but uh, so far what we know is that you know okay if something like this had happened in the UFC or in an MMA organization the fight would have been canceled just right away just spontaneously because of all the other factors that come into play because of the United States Anti-Doping Agency and all of those other regulations that are in place, all of the other protocols that are in place. However, with this, 
Just like I said, Golden Boy promotions is just making things a bit, mm, you know, biased because Canelo is their guy. And Golden Boy promotions is pretty much promoting this entire fight. And it is a big fight. Just like I said, the fans want it. The promoters want it. Of course, the fighters want it. But they just can't cancel the fight just yet. And there's this other argument that is, what if Triple G had committed this instead of Canelo? Would things have gone another way? And would the fight be canceled right away? Because we're talking about the guy who as who isn't actually being sponsored by Golden Boy Promotions. So is Golden Boy Promotions just trying to support Canelo because Canelo is their guy and they'll just support him no matter what? But... You know, in terms of just pure athleticism and pure, just from the purest aspect of it, you could say, I just don't feel like this is fair. I mean, as much as I actually want this fight to happen as a as a boxing fan and as a combat sports fan, I just feel like if this fight does actually happen, then it wouldn't really be fair to Triple G. Because, of course, he's going to be fighting a guy who has been taking substances to improve his performance during the fight. So... I just don't feel like it's going to be fair for uh, for Triple G to accept this fight now. But again, um, there's some other factors that need to be considered like the paycheck and how much money uh, each fighter is going to get for this fight. Because just like I said, this is a huge fight. And, um, you know, those are some of the other things that need to be considered in order to uh, whether or not we should actually keep this fight or just cancel it because Canelo pretty much cheated. So, yeah, that was pretty much what I really wanted to talk about. And I feel like it's really important, especially as of now, because, you know, in the past, things could have happened in terms of doping and they could have gone unnoticed. But now, because of all of these um, new regulations in place, because of USADA and because of all of the new things that are trying to raise awareness of doping in pretty much any sport we just need to take this into consideration and to just you know try to make any like every sport a cleaner sport because ultimately what we want to see is pure athleticism and pure sports we don't want to see a freak show that is the point that I'm trying to get at. And um, just like I said, I will definitely keep you guys updated on this issue as there are other updates on this issue, if there are any updates on this issue. Um, but yeah, that, <laughs> that's pretty much it in case of uh, in the case of Triple G versus Canelo, the rematch. All right. Now let's talk about boxing again or let's continue talking about boxing rather so over this past weekend, we had uh, one of the best boxing cards of this year. And actually, um, in terms of pay-per-views, this this fight card, it sold so much that it has been recorded as the highest uh pay-per-view buys for Showtime Boxing ever since 2015. So that is great news for Showtime Boxing. And yes, of course, I'm talking about the boxing fight between DeAndre Wilder, the WBC heavyweight championship champion of the world who was fighting the notorious and deadly Luis Ortiz. So this fight was really interesting because, you know, everybody prior to the fight was just saying that 
oh, we all know that Deontay Wilder is going to knock out Luis Ortiz. Luis Ortiz is so slow. Yes, he does have the power, but he's just so slow. And Deontay Wilder is just going to unleash whatever he has and stock. And you're just going to knock out Luis Ortiz right away. But actually, as it turns out, in the entire fight, uh, up until um, the, 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 the ninth round I think was yes yeah so up until then actually Luis Ortiz was being the dominator excuse me and Deontay Wilder was doing nothing he, all he was doing was just absorbing punches and in multiple occasions like I could definitely count for 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 three times Deontay Wilder got rocked in that fight and if it weren't because of the bell he would have been completely knocked out cold to the canvas so the referee definitely saved him the round um, bells definitely saved him but I don't know I don't think it was this was actually part of Deontay Wilder's plan because uh, this is not the way that Deontay Wilder usually fights. So, uh, you know, Deontay Wilder usually just goes out there and unleashes the beast pretty much early on in the fight and tries to finish the fight as soon as possible. However, in this fight, I feel like he developed a sort of appreciation and respect for the power that Luis Ortiz was um, delivering in this fight and the, the um, you know, the danger and the deadliness of Luis Ortiz's strikes were just unbelievable. I, I had not seen anything else like it in the heavyweight division, especially as of the modern era. Like, yes, you can argue that Mike Tyson's punches and, you know, um, Muhammad Ali's punches were super, super deadly. And, you know, they were fast and powerful at the same time. And, you know, you could argue all of those things. But in terms of the modern era of boxing, um, Luis Ortiz's punches are just so so powerful you definitely do not want to get in the way of his uh, punches being delivered to to their targets yeah and uh, so just like I said Luis Ortiz was definitely being more successful uh, successful for the entire fight for 90% of the fight there were occasions that Deontay Wilder would throw his own punches but they weren't really accurately um, targeted they were just being thrown all over the place. And if one of them did catch um, uh, uh, Luis Ortiz's chin, then sh sure, it's great. But most of them, they actually weren't really efficient, okay? However, in the last round, I think it, just like I said, I think it was the ninth round, Deontay Wilder, I don't know what he did. Maybe he was just conserving his power for this last um, round, he just unleashes whatever he has in stock and he's throwing everything that he has. And uh, ultimately with a uppercut, he knocks down uh, Luis Ortiz, unfortunately. And the referee stops the fight because he thinks that uh, Luis Ortiz is not able to continue anymore to, to fight. And actually, that was not the first time that Luis Ortiz had absorbed a punch. There was another time uh, early on in the fight that he had absorbed a punch and he was just knocked down. But yeah, you could tell, like, okay, as a, as a fighter, definitely, sure, you really do want to continue to fight and you don't really want to except the fact that you are going to be finished but you know we just we definitely appreciate that as the fans you know you definitely have a lot of heart if that is the attitude that you have in a fight but you know there there comes the health and safety aspects of 
just any sort of combat sports match and of course the referee is there to to tell whether or not you are able to continue or not and unfortunately um on that on that night um Luis Ortiz just um you know things um, in terms of luck and fortune things just weren't with him and um it was um declared a knockout in favor of Deontay Wilder. But just like I said, Deontay Wilder's performance was just a bit sloppy. And um, it, it, it just wasn't the same. It wasn't the same Deontay Wilder that we had seen before in his past fights. And it could have easily gone to um, Luis Ortiz's favor if the fight actually did last the entire 12 rounds and actually when you looked at the judges scorecards most judges scored the contest in favor of Luis Ortiz until that moment until he actually got knocked out so yeah things were kind of dangerous for Deontay Wilder but he eventually made it so congrats to him and shout out to Luis Ortiz for having such a great heart and you know, taking all those punches, but still wanting to continue to fight Deontay Wilder. And also, shout out to Deontay Wilder for taking all those punches and yet just coming back. And yes, just like I said, it wasn't a smart style that he was possessing that night, but he still was able to get the W for himself. So good for him. And you know what this means now? So now that this is in the book, so Deontay Wilder remains the WBC champion of the world. And on March 31st, we have Anthony Joshua fighting Joseph Parker. So you guys might remember Anthony Joshua. We've talked about him multiple times here on the show. So Anthony Joshua, the WBA, IBF, and IBO champion right now is going to be fighting Joseph Parker, who is currently the WBO heavyweight champion of the world. So whoever wins that fight is obviously going to become the WBA, IBF, IBO, and WBO champion of the world. And you know, you know what that means? That means that there is only one other belt to claim. And of course, that is Deontay Wilder's belt, which is the WBC belt. And this is the super fight that I've been talking about for the longest time. If we have this, then we're going to go, you know, just do a throwback to, to the good old days of boxing when uh, the boxers you know they all had the unified belts and they were the undisputed unified champions of the world and um you know we haven't really had that in a while so it would just be really nice to have it again in boxing and i feel like it's just gonna add so much add so much value to the sport of boxing boxing especially modern boxing because we have seen that boxing had reached a certain plateau especially in the past few years especially in the you could say early to mid 2000s but now we are again at that rise that we are going to make boxing great again and make it go back on that glory days back on the track to the glory days so that is all great and so yeah actually there's a lot of talk about the fight between the potential fight actually between Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua if Anthony Joshua is able to um, uh, come on top in this fight against Joseph Parker and that is what 
everybody is pretty much um, hoping for. However, things could actually go the other way if um, the underdog, in this case, Joseph Parker, is able to, for whatever reason, uh, finish Anthony Joshua. And, um, you know, he himself could potentially be a potential uh, contender in this uh, heavyweight unification um, bout, you could say. So, again, it's pretty interesting to see what the future holds for Anthony Joshua and Joseph Parker. And, you know, all of these things, this whole triangle of Deontay Wilder, Anthony Joshua and Joseph Parker it's it's really really interesting to see what's gonna happen soon and i guess we'll actually figure out what will actually happen on march 31st all right so mark mark your calendars march 31st anthony joshua and joseph parker are gonna be fighting fam and yeah so in terms of boxing that is all you know i i don't think we have enough time to go through the ufc 222 um, fights that happen unfortunately but all I can say is um, you know you guys probably know Chris Cyborg uh, fought uh, Yana Kuniskaya and uh, Cyborg won in the very first round she was just so dominant and then um, in the in the co-main event of the evening we had Frankie Edgar fighting um, Brian Ortega and Brian Ortega made history because now he is declared the the first man ever to knock out or to just finish Frankie Edgar at all and now we know that uh, Brian Ortega is going to get a title shot against uh, Max Holloway who's the current champion at the featherweight division so that is all good and congratulations to all the winners and yeah man I cannot wait until until the future just in general because i feel like there's so many phenomenal fights that are going to be made in the in the near future and um what a great time to be alive as a combat sports fan man and with that unfortunately fam oh i talk so much so unfortunately with that that is all the time we're gonna have for this week make sure you go to cfru.ca to catch up with tko and until next time it's your girl janon right here And this is TKO. Peace out.